Hello and welcome to another episode of Reversing Polarity where we are reversing the polarity, saving the universe, talking about something that isn't classic Doctor Who and fracturing a whole bunch of time in the process. My name is Aim, my pronouns are they them. My name is Rosie, my pronouns are also they, them. We sealed the time fracture. (laughs) We... Spoilers are coming later in the episode. Yeah. (laughs) We went to the sadly soon to be no more uh, London immersive theatre experience Doctor Who colon time fracture. Love it. Everything about it was all I wanted. Um, Forever, for everything in my life. Yeah, it was was perfect. Frankly. It, it was, was perfect. perfect. Aim, do you want to tell some of the backstory of our decision to make this impromptu podcast business trip? <laughs> <laughs> business trip as if we have expenses. Um, well, I saw. I mean, I Twitter... had a lot of expenses yesterday. I don't know about you. Oh, God, yeah, I checked my bank account <laughs> this morning and I cried. Um, <laughs> uh, we went yesterday, which is the 28th of May. I called Rosie on last Friday, I think it was, saying... It was. Time fracture's closing down. I'm free next next Saturday. Are you free next Saturday? I'm booking the tickets. Yep. And, and I said, yes, absolutely, because work has been horrible and I have all of this guilt money <laughs> <laughs> from how horrible this job is. I would love to spend it on going to Time Fracture. Um, so with about a week's notice, I spent all of last week just like increasingly bouncy about it. Uh, uh. I woke up in such a good mood. Um Got down to London. We had, I think the first thing we need to say about this trip is how fucking amazing our brunch was. Oh my God, I know. Yes. Well, we, we said, oh, we'll go to the matinee one at 12 because there's, mm-hmm. there's various numbers of performances each day. The matinee was more expensive, but also it meant that I would be able to get home. Um, <laughs> at a reasonable time. At, at a semi-reasonable time, yes. So we went, oh, we'll have brunch beforehand. And then I spent like a, probably a solid two hours Googling brunch in London. <laughs> And considering the place is just off Oxford Street, there are a lot of options, but the vast majority were outside our budget. Yes, or they were just pretentious as fuck, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have gone there anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm a little bit pretentious, but I'm not that bad. Like, when we were later on, we were trying to find dinner, and there were so <laughs> many places that didn't have prices on their menus, and we were like, why do you do this? If you don't give us prices, we know we can't afford you. Indeed. Um, I apologise for my biscuit noises, I'm just very hungry. Yes. Luckily, the brunch place we ended up at not only had prices, but it also had photos of the food. It, which was <laughs> not massively needed, but did make me want everything on the menu. Yes. And it was delicious. So, mm-hmm. big recommend I, I, to Cooler Cafe. I got a stack of pancakes with yes. Nutella and strawberries and banana, and they were so good. Indeed. And you had your mocha, which did look had a nice. Mocha. It was yes. it was really good coffee actually. Yeah. It was a very hot morning in London. Um it was Did delightful. you get sunburned? Because I am surprisingly not sunburned. I'm not sunburned, but I did worry I was gonna get sunburned. I think mm. I had heat heat exhaustion a little bit yesterday. But yeah, I had mm. chicken and waffles, which was insanely good. Um, with a very unnecessary side salad. I did not request the side salad, it was not listed on the menu. <laughs> Um, I but it was very it, funny. I consider it an inedible garnish alongside the <laughs> two waffles and very large quantity of fried chicken. Um, and I had a, mul- a milkshake as well, um, because treat yourself, which was I my mean, mantra all day, really. <laughs> it really was. That This is the um, this is why people tune into our podcast to hear about what we ate for brunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's reversing <laughs> food larity. <laughs> um... A culinary guide through the time vortex. <laughs> 
God, I'm sure there is a Doctor Who cookbook. Um, there's a Star Trek cookbook, I know, because I own it and I've yes, annotated there's it. A, there's a True Blood cookbook, which I know because <laughs> Sam owns it. It was a gift. <laughs> Amazing. I do want to cook half the stuff in the um, Star Trek one. There's a very sweet recipe from Alexander Siddick, which is basically pesto pasta. Oh, I love that. It's so good. He has like a long paragraph about how he can't cook and this is what he lived off at uni. It's really <laughs> endearing. <laughs> that is very endearing. Um, but yeah, so after we had brunch, we we lingered at brunch for quite a long time because mm-hmm. we... We were both early. A, we, we said we'd arranged... meet at half past ten. Yes. And then we, we were met both... at half past nine. Yeah, we were both in London by half nine. I messaged, Abe messaged me, I'm in London. And I messaged, I'm in the Disney store opposite Bond <laughs> Street Station. And I messaged, wow, I'm 327 feet away because I was at Starbucks. Mm. So we met up and then we went to brunch, which was lovely. Um, mm-hmm. And then we wandered aimlessly towards Time Fracture where there was hey, a Hey, we shop. didn't wander aimlessly, I was there. Uh, <laughs> You stole that joke from me. God. I, I make that joke a lot. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, did we do any... I don't think we did anything in the middle between brunch and going to time fraction. I think we just... We, we thought, let's just go and get there early and be at the front of the queue. But yeah, we sort of ambled. Um, It was... We, we, we saw this little shop and I went, I'm going to go in the little shop and look at all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very cute little shop. It was a very cute little shop. They did not uh, at all adequately signpost the fact that everything was 50% off. Which they should have. Which they should have done, because I would have immediately bought so much more Everything stuff. else. <laughs> and I did already buy quite a lot of things, which I'll, I'm did... sure, enumerate yeah. later. We'll do a merch um. shop. Mm, mm. So yeah, so we were in the shop, and this is where we made our first friend of the day. We made several friends. We did make several friends during the day. We were in the shop, and some people were talking about... Uh, I mean, everyone, everyone was a massive fucking nerd there, obviously. It was so good. It was just... It was so good. Um, but there was this there was this, this boy and his dad, um, and we were chatting to them sort of, you know, in a friendly manner, because he had been there several times, um, mm-hmm. the child, and he was very And wanted to show off all of his merch. It was yeah. really sweet. It was very two Sonic screwdrivers. He bought two Sonic screwdrivers with him, but I think he owned three. Yes, and he had his psychic paper and his um, Sarah Jane watch and a number of other things. And he was, you know, as uh, he was about as cool as a twelve-year-old can be, which is mm. uh, I genuinely mean it as a compliment, including genuinely. when I compared him so to Adric confident. in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> he said he didn't like Adric, and I was like, I mean this with the best things in the world. You don't like Adric because you currently are Adric. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, and then his dad uh, was like, okay, weird request. Um, and it was a weird you, request. Could you look after him? Because I need to go and sit down like three hours. Because he hurt himself. He's got a hip like, injury or something. Yeah. He's like, there's a lot of running. We've done it before. Yeah. Can you just make sure he doesn't die? And we were like, fine. I said, I'm DBS checked. The most normal thing in the world to say <laughs> during that kind of conversation. Um, yeah, but you did also mention you were a teacher. Yeah. And I, I just a... nodded and sort of, I will not take full responsibility for the child, but I'll take half responsibility. Yes. like I was Which is sort I... of my general approach to parenting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it helps that we then also made our second friend of the day, Jackie. Yes. Um, who popped up and also just immediately took over looking after this 12-year-old. <laughs> I think that the four of us would make an incredible, like, companion duo, companion squad. It was very much a doctor. Like, it was like a TARDIS team, but the twelve-year-old was the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he kept uh, running off. Yeah, we we did have TARDIS team vibes in our sort of mishmash way. It was brilliant. 
Yes, in an, in an attempt to not, um, <laughs> not, I don't know, not dox this 12-year-old, he had a Time Lord name, and his Time Lord name was Voyager, so we can call him Voyager during yeah. this podcast. And that's not just because I'm not 100% sure I remember his name. <laughs> well, I thought I did, and then I realised yeah. maybe I didn't, so... And then I bought the programme for the show, the show mm-hmm. companion. Which um, had like a holographic bit on the front. Yeah, it has a holographic bit on the front and then a spoiler warning. Um, mm-hmm. So I just opened it very briefly and it was very cool and it was half price. I was like, hell yeah, because I was willing to spend a tenner on it, but I wasn't like happy about spending a tenner <laughs> on it. Um, yes, and then we were instructed to begin queuing by some unit, uh, some unit employees. Mm-hmm. I really want the unit battery. Yeah, I used to have Odd. one. Sexy. Also, one of the unit employees said that they liked my uh, pronoun badge and then informed us that because of the way that the script works, every single um, character in Time Fracture is non-binary. <laughs> yep, or slash referred to by they, them pronouns. Yes. Well, it's, you know... Did you know that they're often very linked? They're, they're very, they're, they're very, they are linked together. Yes, they are enmeshed. Mm-hmm. And as a result, every time someone used they, them, I was like, yeah... Yes. Yes! Yes. Non-binary supremacy. Everything was very queer inherently. Yes, it was delightful. I think we also just happened, I mean, 12-year-old excluded, we were surrounded by queer people in the queue as well. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah. It's like a dry run for Pride next weekend. Indeed. We we did promote the podcast. (laughs) In many creative ways. I felt like such a dickhead every time I did it, but I did it anyway because we got to get it out there. Um, so yeah, if you were at Time Fracture, the midday showing on the 28th, please say hello on Twitter. Please do. It was lovely to meet slash see slash run past you. Yes. Um, so before we get into maybe like the experience of Time Fracture, should we give our brief non-spoilery review? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna get into spoilers and there is a thing at the end where the Doctor is like, don't mm. spoil this for anybody. And I'm like... Rule one, you don't talk about Time Fracture. Rule two... Look- but there is, a, there is a summary of it on, t- on TARDIS Wiki, so I think we're okay to discuss it in the privacy oh, of the That might be useful. That yes, because I did have to look it up. Um, but yeah, my review is that it rocks socks, and it's so good, and I loved it. <laughs> my review is that it did feel like just being pulled pulled into an episode of Doctor Who. It had the chaos, it had the frantic joy, the sets were so beautifully made. Um my my energy most of the time is I have no idea what's going on, but I'm excited. Yeah, which... we, we were really fully companioning out the whole time. We were mm-hmm. running down corridors. It was it was very very good. Um, I do I sort of empathise with some of the people who I think had gone to it expecting it to be a play. Um, <laughs> oh, and then found out that they were in the play. Yeah, because some people were mostly some parents loud. as well. Yeah, a lot of the parents yeah, were just kind quite of like, shouty. Quite shouty, but it was very good. It was the it was the most like dizzying, like insane Doctor Who nonsense. It was incredible. Um, and if you can get to it before it closes in a few weeks, then do. And we fingers crossed, hopes and prayers that it moves somewhere rather than just closing forever, because mm-hmm. they must have spent so much on those sets and they're beautiful. And I want to go and see it again. Yeah, I really. I wish we got those returning unit member cards. Mm. Maybe well, we can, can go. We have come we can... before. <laughs> You, you can tell because listen to our podcast. Yes, yes. But yeah, um, it, it was it was such a good experience. Um, yes, I throw myself into these sorts of experiences wholeheartedly. Hell so yeah. I was I was I knew I'd have a good time, and it did not disappoint. 
Yes. Really uh, fun. Yeah. Um, I know. I, that I cried are... as well. Yeah, you did. <laughs> there are there were some concerns about accessibility when I was reading stuff about Time Fracture. There were a couple of people um in wheelchairs while we were there, but it seemed that they were having some trouble sort of traversing throughout the space. So mm. I don't think it's the most accessible attraction that has ever been no. constructed. Uh, but they do seem to have improved a bit from when they first died, because they do have, like, you know, a movable ramp, and they had, like, a, a lift and stuff around the stairs. So th- yeah. there were possibilities, but there we are. Uh, shall we discuss Time Fracture? Let's do it. Okay, spoiler zone. Stop listening now if you don't <laughs> want to be spoiled for Time Fracture. Yes. Oh Keep listening God. if you want to, because... Wait, shall we just talk about our experience, like how we went through it? Yeah, that sounds extremely good. Because um, the 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 first big thing about Time Fracture that I did not know is that it is a branching narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone starts in the same place, but then you get sort of um, I was about to say sucked off. <laughs> you get split off. Well, getting different... sucked off at Time Fracture. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm sure some people have had it off in that. Um, anyway, so oh. you get split off into different little groups and some of them are following mm-hmm. the main plot and some people are sort of fueling fueling the main plot through their own side quests. Um, yes, yeah, so I think there were about five spin-off quests. Yeah, there were a lot. And as a result, at the end, we found out about some things that had happened and were like, what? What, so we're gonna what is start, going on? We're going to start with what we had and then we will try and weave in what we discovered afterwards. So, uh... Yeah, we were lined up outside. There were lots of people dressed up. Everyone was gay and happy. There were so many like costumes and Doctor Who t-shirts mm-hmm. and people. Mm-hmm. Just a generally good vibe uh, in the yeah. space. Lots of excitement. Um, and they sort of funnel through through um, all the walls are painted dark grey when you get in. There's graffiti. There's the bad wolf graffiti. Hello, sweeties written on the wall. That sort yeah. of stuff. It's very cute. Very and cute. you go round to the sort of there are a couple of like science scientist offices opposite yeah. the back check. It's like the unit bunker. Um, yeah. So there was there was a cloakroom um, that would where I had to stand for quite a long time waiting for my raffle tickets to be returned to me. Mm. Uh, and as that was occurring, and as AIM was getting their bag checked, Harry Sullivan not- showed up. Harry Whoa. Sullivan, his grandson, his grandson, but he is called Harry. Um, and he was lovely. He was so sweet. Um, yeah, so he gave us sort of the intro spiel about what the time fracture, like what we mm-hmm. were supposed to be doing in Operation Time Fracture, which was great for me because I had no idea what was going on. And yeah, then our twelve-year-old charge Voyager decided to just jump in and explain what was going on, and I was like, "Thank you very much, Voyager. This is actually genuinely helpful." <laughs> yeah, very, very endearing. The essential thing is we were volunteers selected by the Doctor to help. Yes solve the mystery of the time fracture yes the theory at that stage was a time bomb had gone off in 1942 Mm, what happened in 1942 rosie and aim the most engaged (laughs) historical people in the crowd it was the blitz it It was was the the blitz Blitz. it was the blitz i said the blitz very quickly dr harry sullivan said oh um it was the blitz well done what's your name i went rosie and he went oh rosie what's your area of historical specialty and then i because i panicked (laughs) i'm a primary teacher so all of human history and then i got a round of applause (laughs) and some whoops i made sure i whooped for you and i was not a sole whooper 
Thank you, my um, love. So that Anytime. was my first exposure to the like how immersive theatre works because I've never done immersive theatre before. Uh, it was very fun. I felt very so <laughs> felt very uplifted. It was a very uplifting experience as, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it's, they had this model of this um, the time detonator. Isn't it te- temporal disruptor? That was it. That's yeah. the one. Doesn't I slept really since yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, so they were sort of saying we would have about a week there before the end of the universe to solve what was going on. And then Dr. Courtney, I think. Indeed, Dr. Courtney. Um, who I hope is named after Nicholas Courtney. I hope so too. I hope so. Storms in and being like, it's not a week, it's four and a half hours. You won't have time to show them the cafe. I know how much you love the cafe, Harry. And Harry's like, the cafe is my favourite place. She's <laughs> so, so sweet. It is very sweet. Um, and then we're ushered into the main unit bunker, which it's this large room with like computer monitors around two walls. There's a yeah. desk covered in post-it notes, and in the there, middle, there was an, a weapons locker. <laughs> a weapons locker, which Voyager was very keen to point out. Mm. Um, and then there was like a, a a tall pillar in the middle with a circular platform surrounding it. Yes, and lots of screens, lots and lots, lots and lots of, of screens, screens everywhere. Mm-hmm. And how quickly were we shuffled shuffled along to the back room? Um. I think we came. In, we were introduced to all of the staff. So there was Doctor Leeson, probably named after John Leeson. He was he was lovely. He was like very enthusiastic, mm. and he had the the little woolen gloves on. Oh, he was lovely, say, yeah. Nerd. There was Doctor Yates, uh, sexy, very sexy, very sexy. Reminded me of Alison from Ghosts. <laughs> That's who she sounded like. <laughs> Um, uh, obviously Dr. Sullivan and Dr. Courtney, and then we were all shuffled off to go and talk to Dr. Shaw. Um, who Not all something... of, I think there was only about 20 of us by that stage. Yeah, I think So the was... next chunk, because that, so that couldn't have been all of us, that would have just been one of those, that would have been one of the branches. So not yeah. everybody would have got that, which felt quite key to the plot. Yeah, it was so strange. I, I think people were going in like waves, so I don't know if there was other stuff going on back. In... This is why we need to go more than once. <laughs> <laughs> I've just opened. I've just opened the main TARDIS wiki page, and it says all fourteen paths to be added. Mm, mm. Fourteen there's... is a lot of paths. It is, and they are all good. Um, but yeah, so we had Doctor Shaw, sexy Scottish lesbian scientist. Ugh. Um, she beckoned us into her me. office, which was decorated with these massive, like, conspiracy court boards of all the companions photoshopped so that they were in the unit bunker. In the same, yeah, it is so good. I was, uh, and also, you know what else was so in there? Wanna... <laughs> well, I mean, it was the little dinosaur from the Mark of the Rani. That's yes! what you're talking about. <laughs> Which we won't have child. released yet, but we did record last weekend. Yes, and I did scream and go, Mark of the Rani! At AIM. Um, and then everyone else <laughs> was staring at K9. Down. And we did all turn around and look at K9. And um, there was a cute bit where, um, was it Dr. Shaw? Yeah, one? Dr. Shaw. Dr. Shaw was like, Look at this. Canine, sit. Canine, stay. <laughs> it was very good. It was good. So Dr. Shaw explained to us the uh, that she has a theory that the time the time anomaly did not actually originate in 1942. It originates in the... <laughs> future. Future. In the future. future. We all had to shout future. It was a very... Many, was many very times. Engaging lesson. Um, it engages in the future and like a firework, it explodes and then it fizzles out and it goes mm. through different timelines and different continuities. And it only emerged in 1942 because if it had detonated in 1942, we would have aftershocks to... now. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which makes sense. Yes. And so you specifically were charged with convincing yes. Dr. Yates. Yes, I was, was the, the second. I was the second uh, top, second person to be top of the class. 
Because mm-hmm. um, the first one was someone who had said, I can't remember what he said, but he and I were given the joint missions. Um, so mm-hmm. my name was written on the board and I assume the next group of people were informed that I had died. <laughs> How does yes. it feel to be a ghost? Yeah, so my mission was to tell Dr. Yates that I'd had a fantastic idea and that we needed to scan the future for the time anomaly rather than the past. Mm-hmm. The future. Um, and as we, as we went back into the main bit, Kate Lethbridge-Stewart was talking to all of us on the screens. Mm-hmm. It was very nice to see her. She was making some good points. Yeah, I wonder if that was... Because it was sort of repeating the information we'd already had. I wonder if that's like, you get the same information eventually. Um, whether it you're in be. doctor's office or not. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we went back in. I went to talk to Dr. Yates and she was like... I will talk to you in a minute. And Dr. Shaw was like, great job, Rosie. I was like, this is incredible. I feel so validated. It's so good. <laughs> um, so I went to talk to Dr. Yates. And luckily we had Jackie and Voyager with us who helped me explain because my brain had completely released the information that I needed to pass on to Dr. Yates. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very useful having sidekicks. It was very useful. We were just a group of intrepid explorers. Um so mm-hmm. we managed we talked it through that but then as it was happening there was another time like shift and we all had to grab onto something metal and the t- the power all went out and it was very dramatic. Um so yeah, so what happened the power went out and we had to like hold onto metal stuff. Yes, and then it all came back online and they were convinced to try and do the there were these time fractures on the walls that were like very clearly doors. <laughs> Very, very obviously, this um, but is they the had place you'll go. They had stargates around them, um, mm-hmm. and they were informed that there would be two volunteers sent into the time fracture. This must have been where they, heard, where the other people would have heard about the guy who got stuck in the past that we didn't know about. Oh, who was in the the Elizabethan bit? Must be <laughs> God. Okay. Yeah, anyway, so they said they were going to spend send two people through to nineteen forty two, and then they went, no, actually, we need to send them um, to the future because if we send them to nineteen forty two, then we won't actually find anything. We need to scan the future for the. And there was a lot of sort of explaining what we'd already known, but it was exciting because we were all taking part <laughs> in this monumental discovery. Yeah, but um, they tried to do it and it failed, and they had to kick in a backup generator. And it was, uh, it was very tense. Again, I was just throwing myself in. I was like, oh no, what if we don't have enough power? It was very, very tense. And then um, we did it again. And then <laughs> a fucking Dalek showed up. Genuinely terrifying. Genuinely I mean, I've terrifying. seen I've seen Daleks in yes. various things. I've never had one coming towards me with the lights on while I'm in a bunker while we're trying to save the world. And it is a different experience. Yeah, it was very scary. And also we'd just seen it kill some people on the CCTV. Um, That was intense. They all, like, ran for the weapons locker and grabbed, like, machine guns. I was like, what is going on? And then... Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. And then the like the time the the TARDIS materialization sound effect came on and a TARDIS console descended came from the down ceiling this, oh, around the central pillar. Literally screaming. I was very excited. I, I just wanted screamed. to go and play with it. Yes, yeah. and then Voyager turned to both of us and went, "It doesn't work." I checked, and I'm like, "Ah, Voyager." <laughs> Damn. He was very helpful. He gave us many tips. He did. But that's when um, the first Doctor came up on the screen because I went I went straight in to play with the TARDIS console and you're like, aim, aim, aim. Yeah. Oh, before that, there was that message that had been given about the Black Archive, yes. wasn't there? And we, yes. think it was, we think it was Either Tim Trelawry's three. 3, but it might have been John Culture as the Brig. It was hard to tell at it the moment. It was very hard to tell. Um, I was very excited regardless. But yeah, a lot of the um, time when the power went out, all of the unit employees would like freeze as if time had frozen and then we would hear information, which was quite mm-hmm. cool. Um, I did not notice that they'd frozen. I, I yeah. was 
evidently attention well, elsewhere. Just because there was that one bit where one of them was like half over a railing and then when it, all the lights came back up, she just went, she did a full somersault. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was great. Yeah, so she was... had been frozen and then she completed her somersault. But yes. Incredible. Um, so then David Bradley was on screen as one and he gave us a message about the time fracture and 13 was also <laughs> 13 was there. there. Oh my God. I was jumping up and down a lot. Yeah, and I couldn't blame you. It was very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. And then one managed to send us through the time fracture and we all went yeah. through the time fractures um, uh, you went through the corridors of the tardis effectively yes and there were two ways in and this is like one of the first branching paths and then when you go down the two different ways in you can turn left or right <laughs> um and we turned right because last people were turning right yes and we this is the first up- time we lost the 12 year old because the 12 year old had gone left Yes, and we had gone right. Yeah, but luckily the 12-year-old had Jackie with him. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> Helping. She is and just being a lovely thoughtful. person. She yes, is. she was great. She was also doing... A lot of people were doing sort of LARPing, essentially, which I enjoyed very much. <laughs> That's kind of what immersive theatre is. Though. Yeah, like, LARP, but better but but what i mean no shade on that there were people who were there as like we were there as ourselves but we were in an episode of doctor who where there were other people who had inhabited a character and the character was in the episode of doctor who yeah Uh, and both of us were so goddamn valid um yeah there's no wrong way to do this yes we went right and we ended up in like it was it was as if the whole thing because of the time fracture essentially the entire universe had blown up and got muddled up together in this area um Mm -hmm. so we ended up first of all there was a little we went up i think it was sort of an offshoot of the tardis but then it was also um the hoover hooverville from dollars take manhattan (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what it was. We perched on a comfy little seat. And there was a pig man. (laughs) There was a pig man just dragging some trash around. Yeah. And we were were shuffled through. Yes. um, And uh, I think that's when we found um, Captain Stephen Davies. Yes, Captain Stephen Davies came and helped us. My best uh, friend. Yes, our best friend, Captain Stephen Davies of the Torchwood Institute, Cardiff. Um, I love him. I want to give him as much misinformation about the future as I can. Yes, he was fantastic because we were from the future and he was like, okay, we need to get back to Cardiff. Everything has gone horribly wrong. Um, And then we were just running through all these different places trying to find Cardiff. (laughs) Well, other scenes, like there's a scene, a fair chunk of the plot takes place in the Tudor era. And we were just running through the background of their scenes and that felt so Doctor Who somehow. Yeah, we literally had nothing to do with the Tudor or Elizabethan stuff at all. And that is a huge chunk of the main plot. Yep. But we did get to do some cool... We had the whole thing with the whole Dalek time ring. Was that us? Were we the Dalek time ring? No, it showed up at some point. No, we were. I we had River had Song. It. We got River Song. We got River Song. So. That was it. Um, but yeah, yes. so we were taken into the, the Torchwood bunker. bunker. It, it there was, was a secret door. There was a secret door in a wall in the Elizabeth. You, you lift up a portrait and the door opens. Yeah, because there was. A, they asked. He asked this boy to. Oh, to oh, try oh and steal no! Important thing. Yeah. While we were looking for the Torchwood bunker, we found ourselves in Leonardo da Vinci's yes. study studio. Yes. Um. And that was very exciting. And there was some banter between him and Captain Stephen Davis. And yes. he was painting the Mona Lisa. And he was asking what we should call it. And he looked at me and I was like, AIM. That's my <laughs> name. Call it after me. And alas, he did not. But then sadly, there was someone called Lisa There in the was group a Lisa was from, from Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> and we, yeah, Lisa from Chicago was great. <laughs> we salute you, Lisa from Chicago. Um, but yeah, Stephen Davis was just very perplexed by everything that we did, which was hilarious. Uh, we, we ended up in the torture bunker. Me and Aim got distracted reading things on the table. <laughs> and we were called out for being distracted. 
There was a, it was the Torchwood bunker. From he was the, like, are you two all right? And we're like, yeah. We're here. But we're it, was all very, it, it was all in good spirits, you know? Yes, like, it was. They know it that was. it is a distracting area for, <laughs> to do for people like us. Um, yeah, so he was like, this isn't, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful house. Not my beautiful <laughs> Um, because it was the, it was like essentially Tosh's computer from mm-hmm. um, Torchwood. Torchwood. And That's he was trying one. to figure out what on earth was going on. And he was like, hmm, well, I've got this post, I've got, I've got this, this post notification from Kablam um, that says that they missed us. <laughs> and so I said, oh, sorry, miss you. oh, I know where the nearest Kablam depot is. Cause I remembered seeing it out in the hallway. And then he was like, okay, lead us there. And we ended up just running. <laughs> I think this is the bit where you legged it and you threw your hand back and I caught it and I was like, now we're in, now we're, now we're in it. If we're running yeah. down corridors, grasping hands. Yeah, and we like ran through the Tudor scene behind some people having a duel or something. It was so good! <laughs> it was so good! Um, so we went through that, caught a glimpse of an ood. I was like, what? There's an ood? What? Um, <laughs> what was going on? Went through that, went to the Kablam station. There was a woman mm-hmm. from the north who was very insistent on getting a good review on or Space just any Yelp. review space trip advisor that's what it was um but the child he would william who had been entrusted mm-hmm. with the kablam uh sorry we missed you slip was allowed to go and collect the post so we had a parcel and we took it back to Torchwood institute i think um, did, did i open the parcel you did open the parcel i think i, I did open the parcel because i definitely got to hold what was in it for a while and i was yes. like oh i'm special now so what was inside the parcel Amy? it was a piece of the temporal detonator disruptor <laughs> fuck off <laughs> it doesn't matter it does the same thing but yes it was a piece of the yeah. temporal detonator disruptor fuck um, it looked, it was like a big resin triangle. And uh, this is where we mentioned that the temporal disruptor looks very similar to our beloved Gallifreyan message ball. Oh, the fact <laughs> that we got to make so many football jokes. We made so many football jokes. But nobody else got. Nobody else got them. We had to try and explain it to, I can't really explain it to Jackie or to Voyager, but we tried we to explain it. We explained it to Voyager. Yeah. I think we, we told him to watch the mutants. We did tell him to watch the mutants. Um, I hope true. it radicalises him. Um <laughs> Yes, yeah, so uh, we got we got that triangle, and then we also got a thumb drive from somewhere. I don't remember exactly mm. uh, where. Where was that? Was that in the post as well? I don't it think was, so. It was somewhere in the office, I think, or it was like delivered by somebody else. And he like he put the thumb drive in eventually. <laughs> it was a was it delivered by that other Time Lord that guy, the the guy in the long coat and the bow tie. Yes, yeah. He burst in. He was cool. He had a lot of frantic energy. Yeah, he was doing in great. a great way. He was great. He was so putting he his heart and soul in. into it. Don't know who he was. Yeah, we just saw him in a few scenes. Yes, gave him. He gave us a USB drive. Um, the guy asked what it was. He didn't know what an audio recording was either. We were like, um. Well, oh, I, I think he. Well, the thing here there is he was gesturing at the computers, being like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Oh, there's audio waves on the files." And he's like, "Ah, oh, this is a massive voice memo machine." And I'm like, "As a podcaster, yes, yes that is all your yes. computer is." We are essentially sending a massive voice memo onto the onto the void. But yeah, so the USB <laughs> eventually went in the American B drive. Yes. The American B. Yes. Um, oh yeah, he like went on this massive rant when the guy came in, didn't he? About all of the stuff that we had, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I think he, I think they, he, did he show us the Dalek time ring? No, that was later. There was that so was much, there was so much going on. And it was so fast. And it was so fast. But we had this triangle and then we had, we watched the USB drive video and it was Riversong giving us a message about the temporal disruptor and that she had failed to, 
Uh, and it was great. It was sort of similar similar to Blink, where Sally Swire was talking back to the recording of the Doctor. Yeah. Um, Stephen was sort of talking back to the video and she was responding. It was so good. It was very good. So that was River Song's cameo that not everyone would have seen. So we got a cool mm-hmm. diversion part. We got a cool one. Um, she was pretending to be Queen Victoria. She was pretending she was like, to be Queen Hello, it's I, your like, queen. And he's like, no, you're fucking no, not. You're not the queen. And then no, she had not. her own volunteers. And then these other people burst into the room and yeah, they two wanted guys the part of the temple. They wanted our triangle. They wanted our triangle. Tried to change it for a bus ticket in for Norwich. Norwich. Yep. <laughs> Fuck that. We were like, we're not giving this to you. And Stephen Davis was like, should I give it to them? And we all went, no. No. Uh, they were agents of the the renegade time lady, Zariah. Whoa. Uh, we didn't e- find out Zariah's about Zariah until of... slightly later. But... Yeah, we can talk about Zariah and her evil wife energy in a little bit. Yeah, so we did not give them the triangle. I'm not quite sure how they got the triangle in the end. She must have stolen it off him or something. I have no idea. We did lose track of Steve, Captain Stephen Davis soon after this because we all went to talk to Leonardo da Vinci again and then suddenly there was an ood and like 20 other people and they were having a fight about the temporal disruptor. <laughs> yeah, that, this is where we sort of got a little bit lost from our group. Yeah, we did. <laughs> in a fine way because it, it was close to the interval so in, in times to get lost, go, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was. We, we were part of the group but I think it was because we were then reintegrated into the main timeline of the story. Yes. Because and we then were... we didn't, yeah. Yeah, we we uh, Everyone... we saw the silence. <laughs> yeah, we saw the silence. It was intense. Because I had not really twigged that Leonardo da Vinci was wearing an eye patch. I had twigged all of the silence uh, tally marks all around because there was some yeah. in the tortured bunker, and then there was some on his wall. And I was like, mm, that's interesting. He was wearing the eye drive from Good Man Goes to War or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a silence turned up in the mirror. And when we turned around, the Mona Lisa had been completed. Whoa! But it was Clara. It was Clara's face. It was Clara's face. Um, They also had around around Da Vinci's study, this is a fake written on a bunch of canvases from City of Death, which was nice. Yes, and a chalkboard with a message from the Doctor. Um, Yeah. It was just lovely. It was a very, like, all of Doctor Who has been blown up, not just the new series, which we enjoyed very much. Immensely. Um, so then we went back out into the main area after that, mm-hmm. where the time... Sort of market area. The plans for the t- temporal disruptor, he had thought it was a temporal restorer, but then the plans were stolen from him by Zariah, who threatened to shoot the painting. And he was like, no. Not my painting. So she stole those, and then oh, yeah, that's Brian when we met Zariah. And then Brian the Ood came in and was like, you can't give them the plans. And he was like, I kind of already gave them the plans. It was very sweet to see... An Ood kissing Da Vinci on the cheeks. Yes. The, it the, was sweet. Brian the Ood, you will be sorely missed. R.I.P. Brian the Ood. Um, it's fine, the timeline was, was restored, so it'll come back to life. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so Brian was great. Um, then we all got ushered out back to the main area because there was some shit going down with Zariah. And the answer was that she was having a full-on physical fight and she shot mm-hmm. the pig man. Yeah, the pig man died. The pig man died. And then, like, then, then a unit of like it was a soldier died. No, the salt. No, that came later. That yeah. death was a little bit later. Yeah, there was a lot of yelling from one of the other time lords at Zavariah about who was right, and they were talking about like who has the right to re- like because essentially the temporal disruptor. It begins to be revealed at this point that when the temporal disruptor is detonated, it's going to be on Gallifrey. And I'd noticed this earlier because when we were in the unit base. It said point of origin for the temporal disruption has been located and it was a picture of Gallifrey that got really quickly covered up by this like danger, danger sign. 
Um, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. ooh. So we're starting ooh. to find out that it was the, the Time Lords want to um, detonate this temporal disruptor so that they can restore Gallifrey at the cost of the rest yeah. of the universe. I say the Time Lords. Some of the Time Lords. Some of the Time Lords. <laughs> Not all of them. Mm. With one, a couple of very noticeable and one very lesbian exception. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that was going on. And then a Cyberman showed up. <laughs> yeah, that was intense. Yeah. That was very much like a fuck, fuck, fuck. And that was when the unit soldier or whoever it was got uh, deleted. Killed by the, deleted by the Cyberman. Yes, and we all ran for our goddamn lives. <laughs> there was a lot of running. There was a lot of running. And then that's when we were sort of like shepherded through into the space bar. Yes, into the space, the, the cantina. <laughs> With the beautiful live it jazz singing. It was incredible. Oh. Covers of Creep by Radiohead. and mm-hmm. um, I think there was titanium. There was titanium, point. yeah. It was incredible. And there oh. was a proper bar where we bought some drinks. I had a Saladine brew. And I had an antimatter. Yes. I think I was tempted by some of the actual cocktails, but we'd been running around for an hour yeah. and a half and I was quite sweaty and dehydrated. It was very and hot. I did not want alcohol at that and point. Thankfully, they did recommend that we wear masks. Um, mm-hmm. The sort of, the briefing at the beginning also included, here at UNIT, we don't touch people without their express permission. <laughs> Which so. is, that's an immersive theatre yeah. general point. I appreciate Unless you're going it. to, it, they, they will let you know if, you're going to be interacted with physically by the actors or not. Yes, and I appreciated it. But yeah, so we we got some drinks and then we managed to rediscover Voyager and Jackie. Which was lovely. We just we caught up. It was quite loud. Yeah, we, we were all, like we had a we had we had drinks and we were chatting about it. And then one of the time lords turned up again and was showing everybody something. We were like, "What's this? What's this?" Um, like there was just so much going on because obviously this was the interval, but the the story was still going on, still happening around. There was a bar fight between that Time Lord and Zariah. Yes, where she was running. We like tried to sort of go. Do we hide her? Do we not? Um, and I was like, I will, I will, I will be an aide for murder for this woman. Yes, you were an accessory to murder. Uh, you might be why Brian died. Fuck! What if I'm why Brian? I, 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 at least I didn't know at the time. <laughs> Everyone who went to Time Fracture yesterday, aim killed Brian. Um, it's fine, we've restored the timelines. But also, um, there were, it turned out at this point that a couple of there were a couple of different time travelers running about. Um, mm-hmm. Voyager claimed that one of them was a human, but then I looked it up and I think he is a he is another Time Lord. Like they're all Time Lords who regenerate throughout the course of the show, which is very funny. Very um, funny. <laughs> Yeah, they regenerate so, into each other as well, which yeah, is chaotic. Yeah, we were trying to figure out uh, like what had happened in the first half for other people, but I don't mm-hmm. think Voyager actually at any point explained what part they'd been. I think maybe they had been to Scaro, not one hundred percent sure. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so we also had that bit. Oh, was it River Song that said we could reverse the Artron and Chronon energy in our systems? Yes, yes, because everyone else was like a bit perplexed about what to do, and I was like, I remember River Song telling us to do this, but I'm not mm-hmm. confident enough. To to say it <laughs> um yeah and that's that's how we ended up doing it that is how we ended up doing it thank you for the song um but yeah mm. so then after the interval was over we had like the, there was a little we clapped at the bar staff um the bar staff all had their pronouns on their name badges it was great used. um so we clapped at the bar staff and then we all got ushered into escape pods because we into, were going yeah, to into gallifrey. small groups in escape pods yes we were going to gallifrey somehow so uh we went in these small groups and we were like the second small group we went with a different time traveler um, who mm-hmm. had sort of Sylvester McCoy energy. Um, yeah, delivery, that's what it was. Um, and we all gathered together. He's like, okay, so no matter what you do, here are the rules that you have to follow. Number one, do not, <laughs> what was it? Don't wander off. And two, stick together like a clump. Don't queue. <laughs> yep. No queuing. Um, 
And this is when he, he asked who was feeling brave. Yep. So we both put our hands up like fools. Like fools. <laughs> he was like, great. And then he proceeded to misgender you for a solid 30 seconds. Thank you for trying to correct him. I appreciate I it. I tried so hard. He didn't even look at your pronoun celery. Honestly. <laughs> I, ha- I Oh yeah, I was wearing my pronoun celery the entire time. Yes. Rosie made me a, little, like a, a felt celery and a little felt cyber mat as a birthday present. So yes. I put my pronoun pin on the celery, my pronoun yes. celery. It did fall off at some point, but then it was returned to us. By I never Jackie thought I would see Voyager. my little badge again. And then... Then I did. Yeah, it was delightful. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, it so was then good. we were going through these sort of very creepy. Do you think like half of them went down the bug... other side of the corridor? Maybe. But yeah, so we went down this very creepy sort of um, like um, service events, service corridors, lots of mm. pipes and stuff. And we were at the back of the lots group of because we were brave, so we had to stay at the back and make sure that nobody to make sure that stuck. nobody got lost. Yes. So we had to keep looking behind us and in front of us and around us. And then we got into this corridor with a bunch of mannequins. And I was like, oh God, Autons? Okay, Question it's the mark. Autons. Okay. Uh, cool. And then and the then... lights went out and the Time Lord had sort of a UV light out and he got it out. And, and he you looked could at see the behind, behind him, him and it said, don't, it said blink. don't blink. And we turned around <laughs> and there were, and there were fucking angels. angels. And it was... This is the one bit my my friend had been before and had warned me. Hi, Maddie, um, if you're listening. Uh, my friend had been before and warned me that this was coming. So this is the one bit I knew was happening. Yes. Because they were like, you might want to know about this so you can opt out if you want. So I'm like, fuck no, I want to be chased by weeping angels. Yeah. And then I was, and I didn't want it. Yeah, Voyager it did... It was so much fun. Voyager did warn us about there possibly being Autons. So I'm wondering if that was the other branching path is Autons. But Maybe. I was very pleased to be chased by Weeping Angels. Like, genuinely terrifying experience. I could not take my eyes off them. I was, like, running. We were yeah. holding hands, obviously. We were running. I was looking backwards, like, can't keep my eyes off them. So I did see them moving a bit, but it was still terrifying. Yeah, I, I didn't... I don't think I blunked. I blunked? I don't think I blinked at all. Yeah, it was... It was horrible and amazing like obviously the doctor who experience used to have that but they didn't actually move so it wasn't mm-hmm. quite the same experience as being chased chased uh but we managed to get out we went up these stairs there was a bit of text on the wall that said like how many seconds in an eternity or something mm-hmm. um and there had previously been something on the wall that said heavy is the head that wears the crown which turned out to be quite mm-hmm. significant uh, and then we burst out into the national gallery where we listened to the curator tom baker talking about the uh gallifrey falls painting from day of the doctor yeah. we were like ooh. And they had like a like an, a, a version of that which he could sort of like climb. We didn't climb through. One of the actors did. Yes, uh, which turned out to be our Time Lord who had regenerated. Yep, but it was played by the guy who played Captain Stephen Davis, and I was like, our friend it has was. got a new coat. It was. It was. Him. That's why I said it's our friend. It's our friend. Um, but yeah, he did have a new coat, mm. and he was lovely, and he led us. He was into the Gallifreyan High Council meeting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which was the rest of the show yes um we were told that there was going to be a thing with some daleks and we had to if if we couldn't get them to detonate the temporal disruptor we had to let the daleks in and let them like destroy gallifrey we were like okay fine <laughs> um but we tried that and it didn't work <laughs> no we did our best we did our best there was a lot of time lords shouting at each other and I said, mm, that woman, I bet that's Romana. And then five seconds later, they went, how could you say this, Lord Romana? And I was like, oh my God, it's Romana. Oh my God. But the, it was one of those perfect, this is going to be a thing. 
act confirms it's a thing. Ah, moments. Yeah, it was very good. She was very much on the side of blowing up Gallifrey because it's not like Gallifreyans are not inherently superior to the rest of the universe. And the thing is, as soon as I knew it was Romana, I was like, I'm just going to agree with everything she says. Yeah, no, I probably would have agreed There's anyway. There's no point not. Um, it turned out yeah. that Zariah, the, the, the renegade Tigled or whatever, was a member of the Pridonian. The Pridonians, she was a member of the House of Heart, whatever it was, that Romana mm-hmm. is the head of. And... They were talking about how Romana had failed in her duty to Zariah, and I was like, well, I mean, you all kind of blew up in the Time War, so, I, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, lots and lots of shouting. Lots of shouting that I vaguely followed at the time. Um, <laughs> I could not tell you what happened now, other than it was a lot of Gallifrey and politics bullshit, yeah. which Did I enjoy it... watching, but I don't retain. Yes, yeah, so there were very, there were like four different coloured Time Lords, like Power Rangers, um, the green, the green one, and Zariah wanted, and the gold mm-hmm. one wanted to restore Rassilon so that Rassilon could deal with the temporal. There was a lot of chanting of Rassilon. Um, and then, oh yeah, because there was the bit where Zariah said, like, she ran off uh, after the Sideman or whatever, and she said Rassilon will rise again or something like that, and I was like, oh no, nope, <laughs> nope, um, nope, nope. Don't want that. But yeah, so there was those lot wanted Rassilon to rise again, wanted to resurrect Rassilon, and Romana and the blue one did not want to. And obviously we were anti-Rassilon. There were lots of people cheering for Rassilon, and we were like, no, Rassilon bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it was like Mm -hmm. Lord Tepesh or something. There were various lords. Um, And then uh, they had a vote about whether we should resurrect Rassilon. And I I would say that the Nays had it, in fact, but the House of Omega refused to acknowledge the floor and instead claimed that they had won and resurrected Rassilon anyway. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Classic Mm -hmm. Gallifrey bullshit. Uh, And then... Classic, the plot must move. Yeah, Rassilon rose up from inside the High Council table. This was after the Daleks had attempted to attack and it failed. Um, He rose up from inside the High Council table and then Davril showed up, question mark, I think? Yeah. Davros was definitely on the screen. There was a bit where Davros was on the screen. Yeah, because we'd summon them using the dialect time ring. This is the, it. It got it got f- fuzzy. <laughs> I ha- yeah, I, I'd given up trying to know exactly what was going on, and I was just there for the vibes at yes, this stage. Yes, yes, all vibes. Um, so they resurrected Rassilon. They crowned Rassilon with the coronet of Rassilon that apparently Elizabeth I had had, and that was what her part of the timeline was about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rassilon detonated the temporal disruptor and then the doctor like froze time and was like excellent this is exactly what we needed you to do um, and then they gave this beautiful speech about how to yeah. reverse the Cause it, yeah so it's, we basically had to dispel our chronon and archon energy that we had absorbed through going through all the time rifts around the but time by doing it. this it would mean that we were, we were sealed here and wouldn't be able to get back to our timeline yes and I had this, I had this moment of like I thought about my friends, oh my and I thought about being trapped in them, but knowing that they were all okay. And I said, "Yeah, of course." And then oh. I was like, "Amy, you're a little bit too into this." <laughs> it, no, there's no such thing as too into time fracture. It is, it is so completely sincere. It's so good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there was this sort of intercutting of all of the different doctors talking to us about, like, bravery and how it's so, it's true bravery oh, is sacrificing What you do with your own you one life, yeah. And we all managed it and then we, like, rubbed our hands together and we, because that mm-hmm. makes your hands tingle and then we all, like, pointed it towards Rassilon and we managed to, um, reverse. Save the universe. We saved the universe, we reversed the time disruption. Um, and then we remembered that we had a Dalek time ring. <laughs> 
Um, so we could go back in time. And we could go back in time, yes. Um, and there was then another bit from the Doctor saying thank you. Yes, and the, no one would remember All exactly what we'd done, but Unit knew but we'd we would always something. know. Yes. Uh, we would always know. And then we went out through the untempered schism and back to Unit, where there was a party. <laughs> they were playing Heroes by David Bowie, I'm so we had a bit of a dance. With, with Dr. Yeah. Shaw, we had a good dance. Yeah, we did have a boogie, it was great. We took pictures with the TARDIS. <laughs> We have our promo shot. We have our promo shot. Um, And we finally reunited (laughs) with Voyager and Charlie. Once again. We did look after him. He didn't die. He wasn't kidnapped by Daleks, I assume. Um, (laughs) And we saw his dad at the end. We did see his dad at the end. He said thank you. He was very grateful. We went out to the corridor. We left a post-it note inside. And then we also left a post-it note on Osgood's desk. (laughs) Saying, note to self, listen to Reversing Polarity on Spotify. Yes. Whether you're supposed to do that or not, is irrelevant. Doesn't matter, we did it. Yes. Uh, we got our bags back and we went back to the shop and I spent more money. <laughs> Go on, do a merch spotlight. Yeah, I bought a t-shirt. They didn't have the exact t-shirt I wanted in my size, but they did have Doctor Who Time Fracture. Like, it's a picture of London, but it's like split in half, so half of it is in the Blitz and there's a person wearing a mm-hmm. Tom Baker scarf. And I got a key ring. Um, and then we went to, <laughs> then we went to Forbidden Planet. Um, Where I got a... Um... I got a Star Trek poster. I went on a Doctor Who day and got some Star Trek merch because that's the sort of thing I would do. Indeed. But yeah, so that was our experience with Time Fracture. Uh, great stuff. Shall we attempt mm. to fight... F- to- Shall we attempt to outline some other stuff that can Shall happen? We- Shall we try and read through the... Um, <laughs> the extra times Tardis- wiki summaries. Tardis- yeah. Are you yes. on the same page I am? I Time will just open play? I read through it on my phone yesterday. I was like, what? Like, I was looking in the programme later on while we were getting drinks, and mm. I went, a Silurian is in this? We saw no Silurian. We maybe it was no a Silurian. Silurian's day off. Maybe, maybe. Oh, another thing about our day, when we got, we sat down outside a cafe to get some cold drinks after, because we needed it, um, Rosie was able to, by memory, in order, mostly name <laughs> all of the episodes of New Who. <laughs> yeah. It was frantic the energy was wild i said praxius about 15 times i think <laughs> you did seasons one to six fairly confidently and then it was just all praxius or nothing but it was fun it, so is, the, the pr- yeah. it is interesting how this says that um like it has changed over time like they've developed it mm. as it would i guess because some of the things you can only really play test yeah when it's happening um, yeah, so in, in the prelude, a group of ci- a group of civilian volunteers recommended by the Doctor themselves are taken to a unit facility where either Dr. H. Sullivan or Dr. Errol Courtney informs them of the threat of the time fracture while waiting for all volunteers to be present. So that's the showing up bit. Yeah. Once they're all there, he ushers them into the unit lab. Yeah. We must say, that as, as the one cast member informed us, technically all roles can be played by anybody, so they do use they, mm-hmm. them within the script. Um, Which is great. I think it's possible Errol Courtney might always be a guy because there's like promo photos of him, but he's always played by different people, so mm. interesting. But yes. Should I do the introduction or do you want to do the introduction? Uh, yeah, so we get taken to the unit laboratory and given an introduction to the time fracture and the means by which we will travel through time. And there are consequences to this which are showing up on the screens all over the place. So like you made me look at turn around because the president had turned into a tangerine. Mm-hmm. There were dinosaurs in New York City. The pyramids were upside down. Um, <laughs> the Kremlin was turning into ice cream. Yes. There was a lot going on. Oh my god, is this when Davros turns up? Whoa. Apparently, yeah, I know. So we, we did get to go into the Black Archives, which is very cool. 
Mm. Um, but one of the other things that could have happened is Davros can contact a volunteer in a secret room, giving them a piece of Dalek technology to help Davros and Frey raid Gallifrey. Mm. It's interesting stuff. I guess that's how the Dalek is there. <laughs> ah, yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot going on. Um, so yeah, some people go left, some people go right. Uh, we went left. No, we didn't. <laughs> we went right. We went right. Right, because we found ourselves in um, Boral Salvage and e- Import Export Export Emporium. Yes, and then we ended up. Uh, yeah. So hang on, let's go to the Torchwood bit. Oh my god. <laughs> Good luck finding the Torchwood. I think bit. we were genuinely like a tiny offshoot of the plot. Yeah, we were. We were. Alternatively, they may be met by Captain Stephen Davis, who tells them they need to get to his torture office. There he realises the Victorian office has been merged from for the future. A part of the time destructor is there, as well as a Kablam ticket. So the Kablam ticket must be the pen drive or something. Yeah. Um. Yes. The USB stick. I think they might have song. just both been, in the, both been in the parcel. Yeah, I can't remember. Her and Davies talk, but then she is absorbed by the time fracture, imploring the volunteers to figure it out. Using sheets from the newer side of the office, Davies will either bring the group to meet Dudley or Da Vinci. Oh. So Dudley is a unit operative who got lost in the time stream and ended up becoming Robert Dudley, uh, a rival for Elizabeth I's affections. Mm-hmm. Wild. Uh, also, after there's a bit earlier where they go, oh, after the chaos dies down, the volunteers are forced to flee through the time fracture when the Cybermonders invade Elizabeth's court. So presumably there were even more Cybermen. <laughs> Yep. Oh my god. That must have been intense. So you have to run from a Cyberman at some point regardless. Yeah, it's it was just a lot going on. Shakespeare is there also. <laughs> we didn't see Shakespeare at all. We didn't no see Shakespeare, Shakespeare for us. at all. Um, we, we glimpsed Elizabeth I. Oh my god, there's so much stuff going on here. Yeah, after returning from Scarrow, Brian and the volunteers are forced through the time fracture and end up on board the ZZ1, which was the, the, um, the, the bar. bar. Oh my god. Balls is the p- pig man, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, as different people visit Da Vinci's study while he is painting the Mona Lisa, Zariah steals the plans for the time disruptor. Then a fight breaks out between Balls and Zariah, who kills Balls. The, co- the volunteers chase Zariah to Elizabethan England, where Dudley warns them that the Queen has the coronet of Rassilon, but the volunteers are quickly forced to flee through the time fracture. Okay, there you go. So the coronet of Rassilon is this sort of piece of costume jewellery that, that appears at various points. Uh, mm-hmm. It does look cool, though. Mm. It's, it's a crown it's a coronet mm. it's pretty um what else could have happened oh the silurian is one of the performers ah uh, but we didn't get we didn't get that we got two crispallians mm-hmm. sung incredibly by the way yeah very very absolutely good. brilliant yeah so zariah steals pieces of the time fracture and then we managed to get to gallifrey and then oh my god <laughs> Oh my god, there's just so much. I think we have at this point managed to explain because that at this point everything converges again in Gallifrey. Yeah. Um like yeah. people get there at different times, but everyone's just shouting at each other for about 15 minutes. <laughs> Which is exactly what would happen in, in Gallifrey. Yeah. Yeah. They're just fully at one point two of them are fully shouting at each other in front of Rassilon and Rassilon is like, "Oh my god, shut up." Mhm. Which is fair Rassilon's like, "I don't want your shit. This is Rassilon does make a very fashy speech. Yeah, quite fashy. I found out that there's webcasts linked to this, by the way. Really? Well, that sounds like a rabbit hole I could fall down this evening. Yes. Oh, God. I, I, see, I knew that Time Fracture was linked to Time Lord Victorious, but I still don't really understand what Time Lord Victorious is. Okay, let's get... Let's... let's let's Time Lord Victorious. Oh, there's so much Yeah, lore. it's a lot. It's basically oh, that Ten so does lore. go evil at the end of End of Time, right? Yes, that's that's effectively it. Excellent, I will never engage with it. <laughs> Except for Time Fracture, again, whenever I can. 
I really hope they open it again somewhere soon. It's so good. That's just my review, is that I had an absolute blast and I want to be able to go back and meet Davros and and see the the, the other stuff that's going on. I just want to know. I just want to know, yeah. I, I just want to be in that energy again. Yeah, it was And it's incredible. made me want to do more immersive theatre as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I've done one secret cinema before, I think. Mm which was really fun. I went to see the Blade Runner one, having never seen the film of Blade Runner. Fair enough. Because I got some free tickets off it the day before and I was like, okay, this sounds fun and it was great. And I was talking to my housemate last night who has done a psychological horror one, which sounded very intense. That does sound cool. Yeah, I just like being involved with things and getting excited and leaving. That's why I like escape rooms as well. I can just leave my brain behind for yeah. a little while and you, I'm be there. Pr- I'm pretty sure the escape room place in Bristol has a Doctor Who escape room. I think it's the same as the one in Oxford that has a Doctor Escape Room, which I've done and it was really fun. <sighs> Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Really fun. Ghosty time fracture. If you can. I don't know when you're planning on getting this up. Sometime soon. <laughs> there, there might be a couple of productions left by the time this goes up. Yeah. It's very good. It's very good. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to this very special episode of Reversing Polarity, a Doctor Who fancast, uh, where we met in the flesh and we walked around to prove to each other that we have full physical bodies. Physical forms. Um, it was very strange to <laughs> engage with you in the real world rather than just on the podcast, but, it was but in so a really lovely, lovely way. <laughs> it was we lovely. got in enough hand-holding for several months and we did get <laughs> Shake Shack afterwards. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Shake Shack was good. Try- trying to get to Shake Shack was not good. It was a nightmare. Trying to get from Shake Shack to the bus stop was not good. Oh, my God. I mean, I had to run for my train at the end of all of it. But, you know, I lived. Mm. Um, I bought a pound fifty can of Diet Coke on the train. Nice, nice, <laughs> Not the nice. worst I just price I've seen bus. for a Diet Coke. Um, yeah. um, but, yes, um, if you have enjoyed this podcast and want to know more about us, you can, you know, subscribe to us. Um, rate and review us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever else you can do that and follow us on Twitter at PolaritySpod or on Tumblr at PolaritySpod.tumblr.com we've got various photos from our Time Fracture trip mm-hmm. up on Twitter um, and yeah we just had a very nice time so uh, it was a good day once again thank you for listening and we will talk to you soon this is not something that we have seen or it's not self-self in the least system